0: Welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. On this great episode today, you have your two favorite hosts, M, Hello. And F, which is me. And we have our special guest in today that is going to tell us some interesting things. So initially, when I asked this special guest what he was going to talk about, he said daddy issues, which is great. We all got those. So um, I'm excited to present our special guest, Thomas, please introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, give us a little bit of background story, and uh, tell us why you said that you wanted to talk about daddy issues.
1: (laughs) First of all, let me say thank you, thank you so much MNF for having me, it's a great honor to be on this cast with you guys. Looking forward to dig deep, get some details out, and just talk about my story. Once again, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a great opportunity to be with you guys. My name is Tommy Fame, a.k.a. the doc, a.k.a. the pill slinger, the (laughs) druggie. I am a pharmacist, so we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about some good stuff, some bad stuff, some great stuff, the combination of all.
0: I love that, the pill slinger. Yeah, the yeah. Pillslinger. That like is me, that the one. Pill
1: slinger. Yeah. Man, that's gonna the be slinger.
0: the podcast name. The pill slinger. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So Thomas, tell us, tell us. Tell us about your life. Tell us why what is it like to be a pharmacist? What led you to that point in your life?
1: Being a pharmacist is is an amazing, amazing, amazing career. I love being a pharmacist. I love getting involved in the chemistry background, the anatomy, and physiology, how foreign drugs react with the body, how giving too much of a foreign drug can cause one effect, giving too much of a foreign drug can cause this effect, and giving the therapeutical, which is the one you're looking for, gives you the good benefit. So as a pharmacist, I I, I love it. Um, it is a tough career, requires you um, a minimum of, of four, four years of undergrad, four years of pharmacy school. So you're looking at a total between seven to eight years overall. It is a doctoral degree, which a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people do not know that. So shout out to all the pharmacists out there. You guys are doctors. I know that. Shout out to all the new upcoming pharmacists and shout out to the ones who haven't decided, but they probably are going to be pharmacists deep in their heart. <laughs> shout out to you guys. We need you. Uh, you make a huge difference in the community. Believe it or not, you you'll be surprised how many errors and mistakes I catch with these physicians and, you know, we're in the background. You, you know, we, they underestimate us. We're being underutilized, to be honest with you. I mean, there's so much, so much, so much potential a pharmacist can do. And the things I've witnessed, the things I've seen happen, past. I've worked in multiple environments. I've worked in hospital environment, community environment, um, or, um, research environment. So I've, I've done different environments. And each one is, is unique in their, own, in their own shell, per se. You know like the hospital one is 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 unique in a show that physicians sometimes make all these errors in prescribing and who catches them is this guy right here this guy right here and shout out to those pharmacists out there but you know we don't seek recognition we don't seek none of that we're just there to just collaborate with the healthcare community and have best outcomes for the patients overall now to jump back on the question what led me to become a pharmacist uh when i was an undergrad I started my, you know, general 60 credits like everybody does, you know, and then I started leaning a lot towards the, the chemistry portion, especially organic. Those of you that are taking organic, shout out to you. It's all about carbon. I know that's all you hear. All you hear is carbon, freaking carbon over carbon. So it is all about carbon. And then that led me to other chemistry classes. And that's when I decided, you know what, what's more chemistry than freaking drugs? You know, everything is, is drugs. And I was like, there you go. I answer myself. I want to become a pharmacist. Now, that a quick background. Also, what gave me a little push to become a pharmacist was I was also a pharmacy technician. Shout out to all the pharmacy technicians. Without you, our job is very, very, very hard. So shout out to the pharmacy technicians, all of you out there. You guys are amazing. You guys deal with so much. And you guys always defend us, protect us, and are always in our team. So shout out to all you pharmacy technicians. I truly heart y'all, every single one of y'all. So I was a technician, so I understand. Uh, I've been a pharmacy technician since I was, since 2012, and then I became a pharmacy intern when I entered pharmacy school, which was a, a big leap for me, because you take more responsibility, and then I ultimately became my, my dream, which was to become a pharmacist, and I'm very content with my profession. I, I love what I do. I love being a pharmacist. Um, it's just, it's, it brings satisfaction, you know. It's, I don't see it as my job. It's, 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 it's my passion and my career, and I, I enjoy doing it, to be quite honest with you.
0: That's that's truly beautiful. You do sound like you really do enjoy drugs. Do you do any drugs?
1: Um, <laughs> well, you no, know, let's be very blunt here. I'm not a big drug fan. Uh, well, no, I'm a fan of drugs, but not for myself. Um, now, have I done drugs in the past? Uh, I mean, I have to be very honest here. Yeah, I think we all, you know, young have done drugs in the past, so I, I am guilty I have done my fair share of drugs. Um,
0: what kind of drugs?
1: Oh, you want to dig deep in the deep. You uh, said.
0: You said. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're
1: right. You're right. You're right. I was just, you know, trying to, trying to slide that one out of there. But <laughs> all right. I guess you you called it. You said it. So, yes, yes. I've I've hitting my little doobies. I hit my little doobies, joints, blunts, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I've done it. I was it. like, what
2: are doobies?
1: <laughs> a little doobie. I've hit a little doobie there, old uh, shambracker, old blunt, old churro, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, it, churro. <laughs> <laughs> An old churro, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's the same thing. And um, <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I did not. You know, I did not. The first time I did it, I was with my, my, my best friend. And um, it gave me a, a major headache. I'm talking about the worst headache I experienced was with marijuana and from that day forward i said i do not like this furthermore it gave me some cotton mouth i was dried up Ugh. Ugh, exactly oh, yeah. i had i had no spit I had so no i did spit. not like it i was a cotton mouth absolutely dry <laughs> like i had no lubrication of my mouth dry so i did not like it <laughs> Huh? You couldn't speak? (laughs) I I couldn't speak. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't do anything. I was just just there. So that was not a fun experience. So that was the first time. And then maybe perhaps a couple months later, someone convinced me, peer pressure. Peer pressure is real. And they (laughs) said, oh, maybe you had bad weed or bad this, whatever. So I did it again. And again, it led to the same thing. So first time, shame on the weed. Second time, shame on me. Third time, it ain't happening. So that's one that I, I didn't like, I, uh, I really stayed out. It wasn't my thing. Now, another substance, illegal substance, let's call them the proper terminology, illegal substance that I have done in the past, I'm not a pill person, I've never done the ecstasy, for example, LSD, any of that. Now, very intriguing, very tantalizing to, to get you. It's teasing, but it never been my thing. Um, did cocaine once uh didn't like it either yeah, it really irritated my nostrils a lot mm-hmm. I guess you know what maybe I was overthinking it but no I didn't I just didn't like it I did do the the snorting um just a little quick you know a little inhalation I guess I could call it I didn't <laughs> snort it it was more of an inhalation
0: Can I we please snort breathe? it can we please replay that sound like three times? I I just want to loop, wanna loop that noise.
1: It, it was <laughs> anyway. just an inhalation. I did not like it. I did not like cocaine either. So those are the two ones that I did, younger me. I don't regret them. I'm glad I had got it over with. Uh, I think as growing up, that's part of peer pressure in high school and, and all that stuff. So I'm glad I, I did it with the people I was around. And it's good. It's fine. No, no complaint. Now. Any other legal substance that I've done? No, that's it. To be honest.
0: I mean, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a pharmacist who does slinger. drugs.
1: <laughs> the pill slinger who also slings his own pills.
0: <laughs> that's the reality. The reality is that he became a pharmacist because um, he wanted to be able to do drugs all the time.
1: That's the reality, the reality. <laughs> is the reality is that I saw Breaking Bad and I wanted to become Walter White
0: ah that makes that makes more <laughs> sense that,
1: that was the reality i freaking saw that and i said i want to become like freaking walter white and start making perfection perfecto crack cocaine that that, nah. that
0: would have been good that would have been a good
1: one i had the theme of myself either i wasn't going to be called breaking bad i was going to call el malo el,
0: ma- el, el, malo.
1: el <laughs> malo that was going to be my my el malo i was going to be el malo that's who. i already had it all figured out and but I said, you know what? This is not the path for me. Perhaps I just let Breaking Bad be Breaking Bad and let Enmalo dry out.
0: <laughs> so quickly, just want to jump back into when you were talking about being a um, pharmacy tech. Yes. What was that like? Just because it, it's nice to hear the transition. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, okay, you started as this position and then you moved up to being a pharmacist. Like, what, it, what is that like? What what was the experience?
1: I'm very glad you asked that question because pharmacy technicians do not get a lot of, a lot of recognition. But the pharmacy technician job is is a very difficult job in the sense that they deal with a lot of they deal a lot with the behind behind the scenes things that are really really not recognized. Only a pharmacist does recognize it. I'll use the community practice for example. Community practice will be like your local Walgreens, CVS, big pharmaceutical chains. So those of you that don't know community practice, that's that's your big pharmaceutical chains so they deal a lot with the insurances they deal more a lot with the patients they deal a lot with preparation of the medication there's an old saying that goes lick stick and pour The lick stick and pour pharmacy technicians will know what this means the lick stick and pour means you pour the medication you count it you lick the label and stick the label on the bottle and then it goes to the pharmacist so that's a, that's that's true it is real that's a real saying you go to you have pharmacy- to lick it no 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 we say lick it because it has an adhesive it's sticky. So we oh. used to call, it's just an old, I mean, I didn't come up with it. That's been around, someone introduced me to it. The lick, stick, and pour is a technician's way of saying, you know, we're getting the prescription ready for you. Right? You'd be like, hey, so-and-so, you got that coming up. Yeah, I'm lick, sticking and pouring. So they're oh, pouring yeah. out the bottle. They're counting it for you. They're taking <laughs> the label and then sticking the label for you. Uh, dealing with patients is not easy. People walk into the pharmaceutical, you know, into the pharmacy and, and want the prescriptions now. I am I'm, I'm wanting it right now. And it doesn't it doesn't really operate like that. Who really deals with that is the, is the pharmacy technicians. The insurances are very difficult to deal with. Again, who deals with that is the pharmacy technicians. A lot of the inventory, a lot of the expirations, a lot of organizing the shelves in alphabetically order, that's a lot of the pharmacy technicians' responsibility. A lot of keeping all of the licenses on check and making sure insurances for the pharmacy are up to date, that's a lot of the pharmacy technicians' responsibility. Now, this is community practice. Uh, so they have a lot in their hands, a lot, a lot, a lot in their hands. The pharmacy is basically there for basically to verify all the information. We don't deal a lot with insurances per se. We just verify the information. The most important part is the any drug drug interaction. So that's the pharmacist's major, major role there is to make sure there's no drug drug interaction, any allergy interactions, any of that. Anything that can lead to any devastating event for the patient. But a lot of a lot of it does get all the little um, tweaks here and there is done by the pharmacy technician, which does not get recognized again. That's why I shout out one more time to them because they do a lot. They really, really, really make our job a lot easier. When the board of pharmacy comes in and tries to nitpick at all this stuff, the pharmacy doesn't budge a lot. It's more of the technician. And and they're the ones who keep the the, the pharmacy at a tip, just the tip. They keep it up up to date. Everything is moving smooth. So thanks to them. Even the ordering of the pharmacy sometimes... Pharmacists don't even know how to order prescriptions and, and order, I'm sorry, not prescriptions, order medications. So the technician who, who orders it. So I did all of that. So I have an understanding. So that's why I'm thankful when I work with these technicians because I started, I did that. And then moving on to a pharmacy intern, you get a little bit more responsibility. The intern for me is, is you're in the middle. You're still a partial technician, but you have more responsibility as a pharmacist. You've started to become, you're starting to crawl. So they give you a little more responsibility, such as consulting. You can consult the patient because you're learning knowledge, you're gaining some stuff while you're in school, and you're able to do some immunizations and able to do a little here and there. And then the last step, which is the pinnacle in the pharmacy, is to becoming a pharmacist. And I, I I walked my way through each step. I was it was a process, it was a journey. I'm grateful the way it happened. I look back at it now and I'm like, you know, it was meant to happen like that because I I have a better understanding of. The pharmacy itself and the operation of the pharmacy itself, how it works, than someone who was never pharmacy technician that just went straight to pharmacy school and then went straight to work in the and um in the pharmacy practice. So you see the difference. You see the difference. I encounter pharmacists who were technicians and they appreciate a lot more, and they're not willing to step down in the sense. I'm not willing to. I am willing to step down. You know, and if a, a technician cannot do the order or something or something's going on, I'm willing to go a step into their shoes and their role to fulfill, you know, the the task. But some pharmacists very get carried away in their head and I'm not gonna do that because I'm the pharmacist, the technician's job and this and this it is. It is, but it is a collaborative team. You know, all of them both of them have the P H A R M at the beginning, pharmacist, pharmacy technician. So it is a collaborative team. We're all in it together. And sadly there are some pharmacists who just won't do it i'm not going to do that that is the technician's role and that's not right in my opinion that's not right but it is what it is to be honest i don't
2: think it's right either
1: no it's not it's not It's beautiful
2: how you say that mm -hmm. you work as a team and you care about like hey okay you tried you're not figuring it out like hand it over i'll guide you through the process or i'll provide you with guidance that's really important
1: resource, provide you with some resources, some guidance, you know, just to, to help you. And I also like to take the time and trouble to also to also teach these the technicians. If they, I cannot blame them if they don't know. I cannot point a finger, but like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. How can I blame you if you don't know? So taking the time and trouble to just educate them, go over some stuff with them and teaching them something, it's a better uh, approach and just, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Get out of here. So I always like to do that. And then sometimes they teach me. I mean, it's each one teach one. I learn from them as much as they learn from me.
0: So generally speaking, what would you say is the most gratifying thing about being a pharmacist? Like what gives you the most instant gratification? Like why do you you stay there? Like why are you still a pharmacist? Like why do you love it?
1: That's a very, 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 very good question. A very heart feeling for me. One of the most important gratifications for me is when when I do catch uh, drug and drug interactions. And what happens is this. Our, our geriatric population, which is our older population, uh, Medicare, Medicaid and those, they, they do a lot of polypharmacy and a lot of polydoctoring, meaning they go to different doctors, different pharmacy to pick up prescriptions. If you were to go, uh, let's say, to Walgreens and you pick up three and then you go to CVS and pick up other ones, their system is not interlinked. So we, we as a pharmacist, we can't see all the prescriptions you take. If you're picking up at pharmacy A and pharmacy B, they're not interlinked. So when a patient does that, it's, that's, that's the worst, that's the, a nightmare for us because we don't have the whole holistic approach. Now, for me is when we do catch those events and the, the patient is going from one doctor to another doctor, three, four doctors and all that, and we catch it, you, you see you're taking drug A, drug B, drug C, and we see the prescription. One is for prescriber A, prescriber B, prescriber C. That's a major interaction going on here. And it's not the physician's fault because they're not overlapping. They don't know each other. You know, so there's different offices, but that's where we come in and we catch that. We talk to the patient. We reach out to the doctor's office. We tell them the story and they're very grateful for the, oh, thank you, pharmacist. I appreciate you for catching that. Yeah, discontinue my prescription and let Dr. So-and-so's prescription stay active. When we tell the patient, you shouldn't take A, B, or C, it can lead to this, this, and that. Wow, thank you so much. I had no idea. Maybe that's what's causing the side effect that I've been having lately and all that. That for me is very, very, very satisfying. Because I feel that I, this is what I trained for. This is what my career is all about. Catching these, these, these small, they seem small, but they can lead to chaotic events. Because over long term of, of taking combination drugs that shouldn't be taken causes liver damage, kidney damage. So you can prevent that once you encounter it. And it's, it's just it's so satisfying. And when they tell you, thank you, I really, really appreciate it. I had no idea. And I get that from doctor's office. I like, thank you. I thank you for catching it. I had no idea that she was also seeing this other physician that for me is by far one of the most satisfying thank yous that I receive when I catch those those mistakes.
0: So truly your biggest gratification from being a pharmacist is having the knowledge and is helping people like, you know, what it's supposed to give you. I thought you were going to say that it was the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the oh, money. Listen.
1: Well, you know, there, there's an old saying that goes with great power comes great responsibility. You know, Spider-Man said that so Yes, the money's fantastic. The salary is amazing. But I wouldn't enjoy the, 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 the tag that comes with it if I didn't enjoy what I do as well. Imagine getting up to work and just going miserable to work because you got to do this. I have to do this. I don't see it as I have to do this. I got to do this. I enjoy what I'm doing. And, and it, it's great. Yes, the, the, the financial of it is great as well as the, the career itself is great. It is a, a vast, vast career. There's a lot out there that can be done with being a pharmacist. So in conclusion, it's a great profession. Anyone that's thinking about it, anyone that's, you know, in the limbo, if they want to do it, I don't want to do it, do it, just do it. It is, it's not easy. Um, nothing Nothing great is easy. So, you know, whatever career you decide to pick, if it is a pharmaceutical one, you know, I do wish you the best. Um, learn as much as you can. And when, when you graduate, you have to stay up to date. You have to, you know, do your part because medications are constantly changing. New medications are coming out every day two to three days so you have to do your part i do my part and you do want to stay up to date stay current to the new outcomings, medications that change rapidly and guidelines that change rapidly so you have to do your part as well
2: so in other words you never stop learning it doesn't matter if you passed your boards you're already a doctor don't let it get to your head always be in a position where you can learn
1: Always be in a position because we're students for life. You're always going to learn something new, no matter if it's pharmaceutical related for me or not. I'm always going to learn something new. I can go outside and someone can teach me how to throw a football correct. I'm a learning. You're a student for life. So always stay, you know, always stay modest about stuff. Always be open to learn something. Always be open to teach someone. You know? And remember, everybody learns at different, different paces, different routes. Some people are visual learners. Some people can read a book and they're good. Some people need a combination. So, you know, being able to adjust is important and being able to identify what type of method you learn. I learn one way. So, you know, I try to express the way I learn. So if someone is teaching me, they can maybe do adjustments. But, okay, this person learns this way. So always stay modest, stay humble to the situations, always stay open minded. You can always learn something new. You know, we were born knowing nothing and we die knowing nothing. And I think that's that's a very important quote because it's true. There's so much, so much, there's so much you can learn. And that's the beauty of of life itself per se.
0: So you're a doctor. What's the, what's the dating life of a doctor? Well, how does that, what does a, what does a pharmacist say? I'm assuming you have ladies lined up the, out the door, you know, waiting for you outside. Catch me outside. We're outside <laughs> um, right now. <laughs> what is that like? Do you, like, are you scared that people only want you for your money or for drugs? Like, or, the what is or, the or a combination.
1: that? Or a combination. <laughs> I have encountered a combination. You have wait, the- wait, wait.
0: I have one more question. Is there, like, a doctor club?
1: There <laughs> like, is. Do people a- go to a club call called, called Doctor. Called DC. They call it a DC, the Doctor's Club. It's actually an app. You can go check it out. It's uh, the DC app. Dot farm These Nuts. It's a very, 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 good app. You could check it out, and um, your first week is free. Those of you out there, check it out. But going back to your question, it, it, it is, um, it, it's a, it's a fifty-fifty per se because um, you do want to, you know, embrace your your career as well. You know, I, I this is what I do, especially when people ask you what's your occupation, especially women. Um, you have to be mindful because. Um, you know, you say doctor instantly in their mind is, oh, this guy makes pretty good money and this and that. So are you interested in me as a person overall? You're interested in what comes with me. You know what I'm saying? Those are things that you always have to think about. So I try to uh, deter that when I, when am max, what do you do for a living, this and that. I answer sometimes I'm in the ph- pharmaceutical business. You know, that's very vague. That could be a lot a representative, uh, a salesperson in this or whatever. So that's very vague, but some women are smarter and they dig deeper. And that's when you start digging deeper, I, I think, you know, are you interested in me and just learning about me? Or are you interested in what I, you know, what I really bring to the table? But it's, it's understandable. You know, if you're looking for a partner, you do want to have a stable partner. So I do understand, you know, I ask women myself when I do meet them, you know, what's your occupation? What do you do? Because you do have to think about the future, you know. And I've come to learn in life overall that, you know, be picky with who you give your time to in the sense that, you know, you can you can lose time, you can lose money. but you know, losing time is far more worse than losing money because money, you can recover it, but time will not get recovered. So be very picky who you're going to give the time to, because once you give that time, it's a portion of your life that you're not going to get back. So that's very important. You know, be very selective in that sense. Um, it is a little difficult, especially when going out, uh, people ask, like I said, and I try to deter that main idea. Maybe after the second time, if we hit it off, maybe the second, third time, you know, because and then you're interested in me. And you just found out, okay, he's a pharmacist. So now you're, you're okay, that's good. It, it's a plus now. It's not, a, oh, it's just that. It's a plus. But um, because I do that myself and I talk to women and, and I don't really just go, wait, what do you do for a living? You know? so how, do you are, how do you make
2: money? Yeah.
1: So, you know, you know, try to get to know the person first because the career can change, but the person, the character won't change. This is who they are. So the career can change in the sense that maybe they're not in demand anymore. They don't need this and that. Or maybe you know something happened, it can't work anymore, but the persona they present to you is not going to change. The character will remain the same. So fall in love with the character and then the assets that come along with it are a plus. If you do it vice versa, it's not I don't feel it's not sincere. It's not it's not sincere anymore. And there's far nothing there's nothing worse than, than not being sincere. Alright, that's my opinion, because sincerity goes further than, than everything in life. Being honest with yourself and then being honest with the surrounding. I think that's the approach for me.
0: Do you think that your pharmaceutical job or career has affected your relationships in any way? Like yeah, lasting wise?
1: Yeah, i say it has. It has. I've come to learn that uh, when I do open up about the, I'm a pharmacist, I'm a doctor, X, Y, Z, W, a lot of this is honesty right here. I'm not even going to front. This is what cracks me up. You know, a lot of women always tell me, "Oh, I have a fantasy with a lab coat." What? <laughs> I have a fantasy with a lab coat. Like I just want you know, I want you with the lab coat and this and that. No, I'm so serious. And I'm not listening. I'm guilty of it too. I'm not going to sit here and just lie. I have fantasies <laughs> with, with police officers. Like yes, you can frisk me. Go ahead. So it's a role play. It's a psychological role play. And I've had women opened up and say, "Oh, you know, just be naked with a lab coat." Well, like sure, that wow. satisfies. You. That satisfies you. Why <laughs> you not? Can you do it? Of course, but you have to satisfy your partner. If you don't satisfy your partner, you're heading the wrong road. I, mean, I wasn't
0: expecting that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a uh, that's a new one. That this took a whole new turn. I, wasn't, uh, <laughs> I thought we're gonna I was <laughs> we were going to talk about daddy issues.
1: You got to get into those. that's the most important one. We're just we're just we're just boiling the water. It's just you know starting to get hot.
0: How do we go from daddy issues to fetishes? <laughs>
1: It happens, it happens listen it happens it's normal there's nothing wrong with that we all got our own fetishes and taboos well
0: I, I really was not expecting that that was what you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say something like oh like you know when i say i'm a doctor they uh ask me to buy them things i don't know whatever but no that, this that, took happens, a whole
1: different that happens too <laughs> that that what happens they want this they want but but that the worst one is it's not the worst one because i don't want to say that it's just that the most surprising one that's better said. It's that one the lab coat fetish? Like oh, okay. naked. so
2: you were surprised too?
0: Just like we were.
1: <laughs> It happens though. I mean, imagine me sharing this with you. Imagine when they told me how surprised I was. I was like, sure. I mean, do <laughs> you, you want the short sleeve lab coat? You want you want my balls hanging out, short sleeve, or you want the long sleeve out to my knees? Like, which one do you want? And then they, oh, which it's, one is
2: the fantasy
1: there's options for laugh code yes yes the one to the knees or you want the short one which one do you prefer so that was interesting that's an interesting story there i'm gonna entertain you for hours but let's focus on what we're here for yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still baffled i can't believe yeah. um Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that information. Now, every time I see a doctor uh, working behind a, f- a desk in a pharmacy, uh, that's all I'm going <laughs> to think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Do um, you go get
0: the that. lab question?
1: <laughs> I'm glad I put it in your mind now. It's going to sit there for the rest of your life, rent, rent free.
0: <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> like,
2: no deposit, even.
1: No deposit whatsoever. No lease. Straight up, straight yeah. up living there now.
2: Just there.
0: <laughs> Just
1: there for the rest of your life. There you go.
0: So to redirect redirect this topic you chose this path of going to medical school right like you know yeah well yeah pharmacy school um and that's a difficult path you know uh, we're talking about years and years of schooling we're talking about um having to do the whole um what's that thing called after you finish school residency you know yeah there you go yes and you have to do that and it's it's Lots of books, lots of studying, lots of all the hard classes. Is there anything that led you to decide to take such an extremely hard path? Like, what was there something that happened right before you decided, okay, I'm going to go into school and I'm going to take this, I'm going to give a shot to this like very difficult career. Like we all hear about it all the time, you know, medical school is hard as fuck and you decided, well, I'm going to go fucking take a wing at it. Is there something that happened to you prior to making that decision, or?
1: Well, you know what? Let's dig. Let's dig into the, some stuff here. Um, first of all, I want to say I am the first one in my family to to actually make it so, as far to a doctoral degree. So yeah. that's that. Go big
2: or go home.
1: <laughs> yeah, that mentality. So mm-hmm. that that push that was part of the push, um, just to propel myself, catapult myself forward, and become the first one to accomplish something bigger that maybe perhaps my own parents didn't expect that's possible. So that, you know, catapult me, um, the, the studies itself, you know, the undergrad, you know, the take pharmacy technician watching the pharmacies, what they do while being an undergrad also catapult me there, push me forward. And then myself just to become someone in life, to become someone in the community also catapult me to where, you know, where I am right now. So it's a, it's a contributing of a lot of factors that we have to take, in consideration and i'm grateful for each and every one of them you know everything did play as it did and and it it built me who i am today so i'm very happy for it again it's not easy classes it's not an easy career but it is a very very rewarding career and i mean nothing 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 rewarding comes free so it is a very rewarding career um and i'm glad i'm glad the way it happened i really am
0: and so you did it to, was it like to prove something to yourself and to prove something to your family, like to prove that you're almighty, that you can do it, that you can hit the jackpot?
1: To, to, to pave the way, to pave the way for the future of my children and the future of, 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 of the house of, of my name, to pave the way that it is doable, you know, that it is, it, is, it is within your reach. You know, I'm paving the way, you know, legends are not just born, they're, they're created, are created. So I, I started it. So my, the future generation could say, you know, grandfather was, was a pharmacist. Someone might pick up that trade and be like, I want to become a pharmacist. As a matter of fact, I have a, an uncle who's a pharmacist. So I picked up that trade. So it's paving the way for the upcoming future because, you know, everything that, that we do now is going to sustain in the future. The steps that I do now, the, the building blocks I'm laying right now and it's building the house. So that's one of the reasons why I was also done just to, to show it's possible to show that it's within your capacity and it can be done and paving that way for the upcoming um, little little ones coming up in the future.
2: There's a quote that I love that just reminded me of what you just said, Thomas, and it's, um, everything you do now echoes in eternity.
1: Yeah, I'm aware of that one. I actually told my brother that one.
2: <laughs> love that one.
1: That's a very good one, yeah. That was originally said by, uh, I forgot who it was. It was a warrior who said that. The original one, you probably heard Jordan Peterson say it too, but it originated from a warrior back, back in the, I think like 14th, 1300s. Let's and fact check. Google. <laughs> and that, that's very mind blowing. Yeah, that one. And it is true because everything you do now is setting up for the future.
0: How do your mom and dad look at you now that you have this uh doctor title? So I, I don't know. I'm assuming they always go up to you and they're like asking you medicine questions, like, like do they confide in you? Like, what? What's the situation with that? Like, how are your parents?
1: That's that's a good question. Now we're going to dig into the daddy issues that we were talking about earlier. The main topic of this. So,
2: listen up, right now, everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Proceed. <laughs> it was originally, on the contrary, um, my mother does rely a lot on me for answering her questions and you know helping her out as much as I can medication wise on the contrary my, my father on the other hand always doubts everything I say so it's like I, you know who's going to tell you more truth than your own blood and he always comes at me with some stuff that I'm pretty sure he read it but he'll come at me just to check if I know it or not know it which you know it would make me back then I'm going to go into deeper that it would make me feel some type of way like damn I'm not I'm not enough Like, even though I did this, even though I've completed this, like this man still sees me as like, I'm not enough. Like i will never be enough. And it all goes back to childhood. Now let's jump into the main idea. It goes back to childhood where my father, you know, my father is a great father in his eyes. Our parents are great parents in their (laughs) eyes. They think they do the best in their eyes. But sometimes that's not factual. You know what I'm saying? Parents want what's safer for you. They don't want what's best for you. They'll find the safest route for you, not what's best for you, right? So, my dad was a a, what you would call a provider. He provided a shelter, he provided food and refrigerator, and he provided clothing on my back. But other than that, and playing more of a father role, is very limited. It's very, very, very limited. So you know, having that absence plays a big role. You know what I'm saying? And then I wouldn't be able to come and talk to my dad for certain stuff because he wasn't available or he just didn't want to hear it. So then you would lead to, it would lead me to go elsewhere or just go in my thoughts. So that played a big role, you know, growing up. So I made a lot of decisions based on myself or from peer pressures, I have to be honest, you know, perhaps one of the best decisions, but Maybe it would have been different if you know if, if I consulted with my dad or at that time being perhaps a different outcome. But we'll never know. Maybe it was not meant for me to know, which is fine. So my father wouldn't does still doesn't believe me when I tell him <laughs> certain stuff, which is fine. You know, like I said, I've learned to let it go in the sense that I have healed on that because I've come to learn that it was is an emotional wound that doesn't close easily. But in order for me to close an emotional wound, you need to address it. And who do I need to address it with? It's myself. It's myself because I came to the understanding that he did what he thinks is the best for us. And that's it. I cannot blame him. I can't say this, A, Y, Z. No, you think you did the best. And I accept that. You know what I'm saying? It's like I see it as if I get a knife and I cut my hand, logically, you're going to put something on it to stop the bleeding, to stop the wound. Why don't we use the same method for these emotional wounds? Instead, we let them keep bleeding, keep bleeding, and keep bleeding, and they continue to haunt us. And that's when I was like, you know what? I need to put something on this. I need to accept this, and I need to break that chain. Everything that my father felt that I have that void, I won't. I will not do it to my son or daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll give you I'll give you a big example here. This is this one for me, and it, I let it go already. But just to bring up some history here, when I got introduced to pharmacy school they give you an introduction of a white coat ceremony because we get the white coat ceremony the lab coat my parent my father didn't show up but you were very happy for me to get in but you didn't want to take the drive because the school was about 40 minutes from your home that takes an emotional toll on you when you see everybody's parents and students with their loved ones and yet here I am just by myself it takes a toll on you you know like no one's there that, yeah, you get a hug from your friends and this and that, but there's nothing you no know, more surpassing than a hug from the family member. And that took a toll on me. That really, really took a toll on me, you know, and I have let it go. I'm telling you, I, I, it's, it's not, I'm just bringing it up to share, but I accepted it. You know, you didn't want to go. You had other stuff to do if you did or didn't, whatever. But it made me a stronger human being. And I accept the fact that you didn't go. I accept the fact that. Things are not going to change. I cannot change the past. I can only predict and try to, you know, make something for the future, but I, I can't change the past. Now, would I do that for my son or daughter? Absolutely not, because I know how that void was. I know it. So if I got to call off work to make it to my son or daughter's event for something that they want me there because you, you, I invited you, they invited them, they invite me. I want to make it possible because this, it took me years to realize and to let it go. Years, I tell you. You know what I'm saying? I'm 34. We're talking about I graduated like at 29, so it took me years to accept that, and it's difficult. And that's that. I become a strong-minded person overall. There's people that are not, and it's going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. Those are traumatic events. You know, people think traumatic events is that you got beat. No, emotional traumatic events are as bad as getting a beating. I think far worse because emotional event, traumatic emotional traumatic events last a beating because a beating you bruise you heal you're good or both the combination that's the double whammy now that's the whammy double whammy can take a toll on you so you know it's up to me to make the difference now and break that chain of tradition that they my dad father did to me per se Mm. you know but no grudge hold there's no grudge you think you did the best and i believe that you think you did the best so moving forward I'm not going to hold that grudge anymore. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it go because I choose inner peace over angry, over being, you know, thinking about this constantly and holding the grudge and this and that. I I choose inner peace and letting it go. It's not, look, it's not if you get bitten by a snake, it's not the snake bite that kills you. It's the venom that stays in you that kills you. So it's the emotional wound that hurts you. The action already happened. It's the same example. A snake bites you. It's not the snake bite. It's the venom that lays in your body that kills you. Same thing. It's not the action. It's what resonates in you. That's the emotional thing that takes a toll on you. But how long am I going to keep that venom in my body? The decision is up to me. So you face it, address it internally. If you can't really, I did it like that. I faced it internally with myself and I moved on with it moved on and and you learn from it you know you learn a lot from it because it made me stronger it made me a better human being maybe it was meant to be like that i don't question it not anymore back then yeah like damn why didn't you go hey why didn't you do this not anymore not anymore it's fine that's a that's a big daddy issue for you there now what kind
0: of relationship do you have with your father at this point in time
1: uh a stable one. I don't want to say it's it's phenomenal because I'll be lying. It's not horrible. i also be lying. I have a stable connection, a stable connection as I, I, I worry about him as much as he worries about me, uh, help with what I can help and, and, you know, try to be there if I can. And, and I'm not going to stop my day per se, you know, because he called me and told me, you know, hey, let's hang out. I mean, if I'm busy, I dare you, and I already got plans, my day will continue. But if you want to coordinate the next time together, we can. So I do have a stable one. Not the best, not the worst. It's just a stable one. And, and I like it like that. It's at peace. I am at peace. My peace is the most important thing to me. My health, my mental health, that's the most important thing to me. You know what I mean? Because if I allow you to take control of my mental health, I'm, you're going to drain me. And being drained is not cool. I think we've all been victims of getting drained. So, no, I'm not going to allow that anymore. You know, some people might say it's cold-hearted. harder. is this and that. Hey, like an asshole, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has one. This, This is the route I chose. Is it wrong? Perhaps. Is it right? Perhaps. At the end of the day, it's my decision. And I'm not here to please anyone else. I'm here to please my mental health, my internal peace.
0: If there was one advice that you can give to all, I know there's a lot of people with daddy issues listening. I just know it. Like if you're listening to Shut Up and Listen, it's because you have daddy issues. So <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously. So it, it, what's one advice? Like one solid advice or I guess take back that you can give to all those people listening that they can implement into their life to help them if they're currently going through this type of situation
1: wow one thing that i would say is uh, accept the fact you have to accept it there's no remake there's no time machine to go back you have to accept the fact move on address it internally again it's you because it's you're the one that's hurting address it internally it could take a week it could take two months it could take you a year it could take you whatever time there's no limit but start addressing it little by little. Everybody's unique in their own way. So starting is always the biggest step. You know, once you start addressing it and accepting it within yourself, you start to progress forward and you're able to let go. And then one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, I, I feel good about it. I accepted it, I let go. One day you'll wake up and it's it's in the past, really in the past. Because people say, Oh, it's in the past. And deep inside, it's not. I was a victim. I I had that. But now I can truly say it's really in the past. I feel like the most important thing is accepting it. You have to accept it, and they may have meant no harm. Man meant no harm. Maybe for my dad, it wasn't a big event. For example, going back to the white lab coat—oh, he's just getting a white lab coat, no big deal. But to me, it was a big deal. So you know, I always try to see their point of view and be like, okay, maybe it wasn't really their fault. They didn't know any better. So I accept it. Don't let it dwell in your heart anymore. You know, forgive, forgive yourself, forgive them internally. You don't have to go and tell them, hey, I forgive you. Forgive yourself, forgive the situation, forgive the situation again. That's important. And allow yourself to propel forward and no grudge and learn from it. You know, don't, if it happens again, it's okay. If if they disappoint you again in another event, it's okay. Because now you're like, you know what? I kind of expected that. I kind of thought that may happen. But accepting it allows you to move forward. So anybody that is listening to this, start accepting it. Start today. Start today. Look in the mirror and say, you know what? It happened that way. I cannot do nothing about it. I accept the fact how it happened. It happened for me in that way. You know, and then every day, if you start practicing that, little by little, you'll let go. It's it's breaking an old habit, basically. And how do you break an old habit? By letting one thread go at a time, one thread at a time. Eventually... There's no more thread and it popped. You let go. It's really in the past now. Really. That will be some advice.
0: So now you know, guys. You have to accept and forgive. The doctor said it, not me.
1: <laughs> doctor ordered. Doctor ordered. Forgive. Forgive and let it go. Trust me. The, Trust me on the, this one.
0: The pill slinger. The pill slinger said it.
1: Pillslinger. slinger. There's another one that goes. And sometimes they tell me, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" I uh, swinging pills to pay the bills.
0: Living <laughs> your dream
2: be- of Ed Malo, right there. Oh, yeah, Malo. Malo.
1: <laughs> that is, that is, man. No, it's, I, I once had someone. This cracked me up. Someone had car, called me one time. Pharmaceutical poppy. Pharmaceutical. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was a funny one.
2: That one is a real one.
1: That one is a real one. Someone called me that. I, I busted out laughing. I was like, "This, this, this is interesting." Pharmaceutical yeah. poppy. I was like, "Okay, okay, there we, we go." Got the PP. Pharmaceutical poppy. I'm telling you, hashtag pharmaceutical poppy. I'm gonna roll that up. Hashtag hashtag pharmaceutical poppy. Yeah, someone called me that once, and that was that was interesting.
0: <laughs> the PP. We got the PP here.
1: Yeah, that was. <laughs>
2: going back to what you said Thomas about forgiving and stuff like that right before you started saying all of that you did say that sometimes like you just have to understand the position that our parents were in and I think this is important for if you have daddy issues mommy issues grandpa willa, whoever issues (laughs) um try and put yourself in that person's shoes and even me you know I I struggle with forgiving. So I don't I don't necessarily have daddy issues or mommy issues, but I do struggle with forgiving. Um, if anyone does anything to me, that's it. You're like, I, I'm very big. Like, where, where is the scissor? <laughs> and it could be something minimal. Um, and I realized like, all right, like th- you need to let this go. It's, it's kind of a burden on you. And that's when I came to realize like, I need to be able to understand this other person and the position that they were in, in that moment in time that that situation happened. And like you said, they don't necessarily do it with the worst intentions. They just do it. You know, a a lot of our parents, a lot of our abuelos, abuelas, were very much living in the moment. They weren't thinking about like, all right, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? And how is this situation going to impact us? I think that's a lot of the newer generations and what they're doing. So if you listen to Thomas and you're struggling with forgiving, just think of that. Think about what happened and the situation that that person was in in that moment in time. Chances are they probably weren't even thinking about themselves and their feelings. So it's hard to think about someone else and their feelings and, you know, what they're going through. That's why you have to work on being the best version of yourself so that when you do have kids, you don't necessarily not do things because it was done to you. But you don't do it because it's just not in your nature. You don't have to think like, oh, I'm not going to do this because it was done to me. Instead, you think, okay, this is just not in my nature. It's not me as a person. I don't have to do that. Just wanted to say that.
1: Very good. I want to say you you stated a very, very good solid point. And just to piggyback on it, um, those that are listening, it start start with yourself. It all begin it truly does begin with yourself, you know, and understand that a lot of the actions that my father did in general, I know they were not bad intention, but I'm not in his head. So now older, I know they're not bad intentions. Maybe in his head it was it was minimal. It wasn't something important. It was just, ah, oh, it's fine. But it but me was big. So I cannot blame him. Because what was big for me was not for him. What might be big for him might be small to me. And that applies in general. I've come to learn that. That applies in general, even in a relationship when couples get in a fight. You know, what might be big for this woman I'm talking to might be so minimal for me. Like, what are you stressing? I got here five minutes late. Maybe she's a very punctual woman. i like to be here on time. But to me, it's not a big deal. What are you stressing? We're just five minutes late. But perhaps she's a very punctual woman. For for example, I'm a very organized young man. I don't like having shoes thrown, but maybe for if I date a woman and she likes to leave them thrown, it's just the shoes there. What are you stressing? I'm an organized person though. That for me is a big deal. uh
0: uh-uh. You better pick up the shoes right now.
1: <laughs> You're know but the ideology, the, the, you know, sometimes it's not a big deal for the other individual as it is for me or and vice versa. So it's not fair. Mr. choose to forgive yourself for being upset. Forgive yourself for holding the grudge and just accept it. You know what? It's okay. And I have evolved as a man to just let those things go. A lot of things don't bother me anymore. I have evolved as a Tommy 2.0 now. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: 2.0 the man, the man with many names.
1: <laughs> the man with multiple traits.
0: Season, season two. <laughs> I'm
1: a 2.0 now. So I evolved into this 2.0. And a lot of stuff, you know, I just brush it off. It's minimal. I'm not going to allow it to take the toll emotionally, spiritually, and and drain me. I'm not going to do that anymore because is it really worth it at the end of the day? It's it's not. I try not to lose any sleep over it. You know, it's easier said than done. Listen, guilty. I've done it. Easier said than done. But starting, starting, starting. You got to start. Hey, baking a cake is not easy, but you got to start. Start with the batter. Start with the flour. Starting. It's always hard. You know, no one said life was going to be easy. Life is going to be difficult. You know what I'm saying? And just starting. Just just get it started. Everything rewarding is not easy. Period.
0: I know we're getting close to the end, but I I have to ask this question. If not, it's going to eat me alive. What part of your life was most affected by your daddy issues? Like, what part specifically? Like, what do you think it affected the most on you as a person?
1: I would say the... And not being there for me in multiple events. Um, as a young man growing up, you know, not having the father there for some events in life overall, it it, it makes you feel some type of way. No matter how how big your balls are, doesn't matter. You, you know, that void and that's your dad. It's your father. You know, you look up to him. So, and,
0: but how does that affect you? Like, does it does does it affect your persona? Does it affect? Um, your relationships like how does that specific thing that he did to you affect you and who you are like or how you would live your life I guess
1: it affected in the sense of it's, it's, it's a it's a emotional void so you feel you don't feel enough so I always feel less
0: so is that you how know? you feel with with the with girls like you know there comes no, a point no, no, where no, you're like ugh, you're not enough bye
1: no 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 not not I don't carry it on you know to to someone else but I feel that it took me in the sense that since I'm not since I felt like I wasn't enough I would see that some people even if they were trying they weren't enough either like even if I see other people, it affected me in that way. Uh, you know, if someone was doing something and they're trying to do something, it's like that's not enough either. You're 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 still slacking. Like it's, it's, you're not. You're never going to be enough. And you know now I've overcome that. And enough should be what I think is enough. Not what you know the void that I had. I am. I am enough. I am far more than enough now. A lot more. But it took me years to realize that, that I am, you know what I'm saying? The fact that when well, my dad would, wouldn't would even ask me pharmaceutical questions, he'll go to someone else, that takes a toll on you. Like it takes a toll on you. Like you have me at your disposal when you, you choose to go to someone else. That's how little you see of me. Like you don't even trust what I have to say. Like I'm just a nothing then. No matter how much books I put in my head and read and do whatever, I just never met, I will never meet your quota. Never. But and then, you, you know, I am enough because it all starts with your self talk as well. I, I am 100%. Because you choose to go to someone else doesn't mean I'm less. You know how many people come to me throughout the day when I practice? You know how many people I see? I, that lets me know you are far more than enough. That's reassurance because I already know I am. But to get a reassurance, it's phenomenal. Puts you in a better state of mind. I'm already in a good state of mind. Now I'm in a better state of mind. You know what I'm saying? So that's it affected me in that way. And I wasn't there was a point in my life I wasn't. I wasn't enough. It was just always little, always less. But I have to be grateful and thankful. You know, my mom, on the other hand, is always comes to me. So gave me that good feeling. I'm going to go to, I have a son who's a pharmacist. I'm going to go to him first before going to anybody else. Who's going to guide me wrong? He's not. So that felt good. So I guess it was a balance. <laughs> Overall, it was a seesaw.
0: <laughs> was a
1: seesaw. You <laughs> can call it then. But yeah.
0: So guys, I just want to give you guys a little message. So for anyone who's listening, you guys know that you can go to Thomas here. Either if it's going to be for um, advice about life, you know, uh, quotes and um, prosperity or to get drugs to mask your emotions. <laughs> Either well, way, he's your one man, uh, w- w- one man band. He got it all. He got man. the drugs to heal. What?
1: The one man stop shop. I have it all. Yeah. The I pharma have it- poppy. Yeah, farmer popular. Listen, I one man stop shop. Whatever you need, there's no such thing as shortage of adderals. I got them. There's no such thing. <laughs> I let them lie to you. They just don't want to fill your script. That's the freaking truth, people. They don't want to fill your script. They don't want to open the safe. They're freaking lazy. I have them all in my safe.
2: In, <laughs> in your safe.
1: I got all the adderals in my safe. There's no such thing as a shortage when they tell you that nonsense. I have them all. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it was you. a lie.
2: I knew they were lying.
1: Pharmacy people right now gonna hate me.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they are, but it's okay. Let the truth be told. <laughs> <laughs> Let
0: the truth live, Let the guys.
1: Truth
0: guys, so that leaves us with the message: the Adderall is out there. There isn't actually a shortage. Okay. I
1: the, know yeah, this answers. Just choose not to fill it because you're a freaking junkie.
0: So if you get anything, <laughs> if you get anything out of this podcast today. At least you can go to the pharmacy and tell them that I know you have it in the safe.
1: Well, that's exactly, incredible. I know you have um, it in. Stop lying to me.
0: Open the safe, all right?
1: Open the safe and let me count. <laughs> let me count the freaking medications. Listen, um, I have one thing. One thing that's very important. All right, before before we get our separate ways, um, always aim to become a better person overall in every aspect in life. Let it be a writer. Let it be a person that gets up early. Let it be a person who brushes your teeth every day and a person that doesn't. If you aim to do something, make sure you stick to it. Um, it's very important to be disciplined overall. Very important to be disciplined in life overall because discipline that opens the doors to new opportunities. It's very important to be persistent in what you're doing and stay persistent to the discipline that you are encountering at the moment. Because without discipline... You're just gonna wander the to, wander to life, and you're not gonna know who you are. You know what I'm saying? And I encounter that a lot. When I ask people who they are, you know, tell me about you, and they just give me three sentences. My name is My name is Tommy. I'm a pharmacist, and I have a car. I I I, I didn't ask you what you do. I didn't ask you what you drive. I told me told me who you are. My name is Tommy. I love riding dirt bikes. I like skating. I like skateboarding. I enjoy chasing my dog around. I enjoy Brazilian jiu jitsu. Now I'm telling who I am. Instead of, I just do this and this is it. So have those conversations with yourself. Aim for yourself to be a better than who were yesterday. At the end of the day, you compete against yourself. I'm a better man than who I was on Monday. I'm a better pharmacist than who I was on Monday. And that's very important. Learn to forgive overall, not just your daddy issues. You know, Learn to forgive yourself overall. And learn to be open. Learn to be patient with people. Patient goes a long way. You know what I'm saying? But patient is a word that's very vague because patient for me could be two weeks, patient for you could be a month and two years. Remember, the most important and precious thing in this life is your time. It's the only thing you won't get back. You can lose all the money in the world, but you can recover it. But time, the clock does not go backwards. It never will and it has not. You know what I'm saying? Learn to forgive. Don't, don't judge yourself by your past. You know what I'm saying? That's very, very important because some people think, oh, I've done this in the past. I can't do this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're looking at a pharmacist that was arrested once, and I I was one day in jail, and here I am as a pharmacist. So I'm not going to let my past judge my future. You know what I'm saying? This may make it a little difficult, a little harder to become a pharmacist, but it's still doable. It's still within the capacity. So don't look at yourself and, I've done this. I've done that in the past. I can't, I can't, I cannot. First of all, take those words out of your mouth. I cannot, that's weak. You know, you gotta be able to go forth. I will, I will, I will, I shall, I must. There's a difference between I should go to the gym and I must go to the gym. There's a difference. I should is ah uh, maybe I should do it. 50-50, I must go. It's a different one is a command, one is a eh, whatever. You know what I'm saying I shouldn't smoke, I must not smoke. It's a difference. You know what I'm saying the words Go a long way. The way you express the words, the way you talk to the self, talks you have with yourself are very, very, very important. Don't ever doubt. Listen, this is the most important take home message from this conversation. Never, ever in your mind doubt the connection to the universe, to the divine power, to the energy, to whatever you want to call it. I call it God. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever lose that. If you have any doubts, I recommend you to suspend those disbelieves right now. You are not having a human experience. okay? You are a spiritual experience having a human experience. You understand that? You are a spiritual being enjoying a human experience because this is temporary. You are in a temporary physical body, but your human experience is what carries you on. Do You understand that? That's very important. If you didn't understand it, re- rewind it and bring this podcast back because you need to understand that you need to understand that that's very very important because a lot of people take their life for granted a lot of people say you know oh i don't have this i don't got that you don't have because you don't seek it that's the truth you know what i'm saying i've accomplished so much in my life that it feels like a little bit to me but when i sit back in my room i've accomplished a lot it is a lot what i've accomplished and i could look back and say wow Look at that. I've accomplished X, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So don't take your life for granted. Don't dwell on, on the past. You know, if, if it's hurt or whatever it is, it's okay. Okay? It's not your fault that something went bad. It's, sometimes it's really not your fault. Sometimes it can, but you know what? It's fine. If it's your fault, yeah, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's the most important take-home message is don't lose that connection. Don't You're not here alone. You are never alone. Matter of fact, you're never alone because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Okay? That's very important because you can't see it does not mean it's not there. And whatever you want to call it, let it be the, the universe, divine power, whatever. To me, it's the man upstairs. My vindicator, the man upstairs, and he has changed my life. And I will always change whoever is willing to change. I always spread the words, whoever provides the lending ear. Because if you don't wish to provide the lending ear, I will not force anything down you. I cannot help anyone change their point of view if they're not willing to let go of their troubles. That is a waste of my time and a waste of your time because you're not willing to let go of your troubles. If you don't wish to quit smoking, don't come and ask me because you internally don't wish to quit smoking. Now, if you want to quit smoking, and you really do, I'm here to help. You know what I'm saying? So I cannot help if, if you are still attached to the troubles and are not willing to let go of the troubles. Through the pain, there's reward, always. And remember one thing, pain is temporarily. Gratitude is long-term, It's very long-term. I'd rather live a short, happy life than live a long, miserable life, understand that too to find your inner self, discover yourself. I did that myself and I'm still learning about myself. But I started. So I may be one step ahead than those that haven't started, but I was in your shoes not that long ago. So start. Remember, now I'm (laughs) 2.0.
2: More coming soon.
1: 3.0 coming soon. 3.0 coming to your nearest theater.
0: (laughs) We're definitely going to have like three more podcasts to catch up. Catching up with the Pharma Bobby.
2: Pharma Bobby, yeah, that's K- the name. Keeping of the up with the
0: Pharma Bobby. <laughs> you
1: we know, up with the Pill slinger.
2: We'll we'll make a decision about yeah, the episode we'll, name.
1: We'll figure
0: it
1: out. Are the hash slinging, the hash slinging, the hash slasher, <laughs> slinging. Oh my god, you really had to bring SpongeBob in here. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself either. That's why I burst it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why i didn't laugh we're gonna have a whole other podcast on how m has never watched spongebob and she doesn't understand any of the references so stay tuned for that one because that one's gonna be real good
1: yeah it's gonna be real good because spongebob sweater pants pantalones cuadrados <laughs> i was
2: more of a disney channel gal you know regardless um we're all here now. It doesn't matter if I did or didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, I want to say you, thank you so much for the opportunity. Honestly, um, it felt great to talk about the daddy issues because they do no longer bother me. They no longer make me feel some type of way. So I'm really, really glad to be able to open up, express myself. And if anyone is listening, you know, I hope you take some tips and tricks about this. Definitely follow up with Shut Up and Listen. There's a lot of stuff you can learn. There's a lot of stuff you can... um just present itself and you know, you're always learning something new. So follow them, keep up with them. They got some good, good guests coming up. I mean, starting with the SpongeBob one and uh, looking forward for the next one. Once again, thank you guys so much for having me. It was an honor, really, really honor MNF. Love you guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah. If you need the adderals, come holler at me. Take care of yourselves though. Okay. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for lit, for coming on here, sharing your story, being honest with us, being funny with us and just bringing your raw authentic self honestly. Thank you for adding us to your schedule like that's the most like you said you can't get this time back and you're here investing it with us, so thank you. I really appreciate that and I know F does uh, as well. Thank you anyone who is listening. If you took anything from this episode that you think resonates with somebody else, share it with them. Share this episode with them and speak about the topics that we spoke about today. If you wish to come on here, find us on Instagram and send us a DM. Hit us up. See you guys next Monday. Bye.